Hi, this is Mark, lead pastor of Lux Digital Church. I want to thank you for joining us today and also invite you to join with us live at twitch.tv slash Church every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST. Thank you for joining us and please enjoy this message. Hello, Lux Digital Church. My name is Mark, and I'm the pastor here at Lux, and I just want to let you know, man, it is a joy and a pleasure to have you here with us tonight. And I'll be honest, I'm probably going to go a little bit off the cuff tonight because I'm, I'm just kind of feeling that tonight, uh, probably a little bit off of the script. But um, I also just want to say, man, we have such an awesome team here at Lux between our worship team um, with David and, and with Sam and with Brittany and with Greg and, and my wife and, and so many awesome people in the studio, but we have so many awesome people who are in chat with you tonight as well, who are members of our dream team, who serve week in, week out, being there, welcoming you, all sorts of stuff. Can we get some fives in chat for the various teams that are throughout Lux? I got to meet, we had an all-team meetups last night, and we had well over 20 people who came in and joined us um, for our all-teams meetup, and it was one of the coolest experiences that I've had at Lux, as we got a group of people together who are really preparing for the new year, and uh, what a joy and a pleasure it is. If you aren't on Dream Team yet, you should get on Dream Team. That's our team that helps serve in every capacity across our church family. Everything from people who are here in person physically to people who write devotionals and people who welcome people and run commands and our mods all over the place. Um, we have people doing all sorts of things and, and we would love to have you come and join Dream Team. And if you are here tonight for the very first time, whether you're uh, Raul and you're from far away or you're from Russia or you're from wherever, even a Ohio, just a state over from me. I want to let you know that we love you and we appreciate you and we're glad that you're here, especially if you're here for the very first time. Whether you were strolling through just chatting and you strolled down far enough to find us or someone told you about us and you stopped by tonight to kind of check it out, we love our lurkers, but we would love to know that you're out there as well. When you feel comfortable, would you drop a comment in chat and just say hello or would you would you just go ahead and click follow here on the stream and let us know that you're here. All that we want to do is get an opportunity to welcome you say hello and welcome you in to our community. We're just so glad that you're here. This week, guys, we are kicking off a brand new collection of talks, and it's the beginning of January. I'm really excited about it. This one is the Rhythm Collection. The Rhythm Collection is what we're kicking off tonight. It is a four-part collection, and I am really stoked about it because it's perfect for the new year. A lot of times when a new year rolls around, we kind of view January 1st as a bit of a fresh start. Maybe you don't. You might not be a New Year's resolution person. To be honest, at our couch co-op last week, we sort of talked through New Year's resolutions, what you were hoping for the new year. But I personally am kind of a New Year's resolution person. I kind of fall into the let's, you know, new year, new me type of mentality. It's this chance to reflect on what the last year had and a chance to set new goals for the year ahead. It's the chance to really sort of examine your life and figure out, okay, where did we go wrong? What happened? What didn't happen? What do I want to change? What do I want to improve? And so I love setting new goals for new years. And so 2022 is no exception to that. I have some goals around the coming year. I hope that you have a couple of goals. But the reality is, is that 2022 isn't really different than 2021. Like there, there's really not a difference between the, like it's another day, right? Like there's no more promise in tomorrow than there was in today. Like, well, maybe it has different opportunities in it, but when you wake up tomorrow, it's not going to be different than when you wake up January 1st of 2023. 
they're, they're going to have the same opportunity, the same anticipation. And so December 31st of 2021 really wasn't any different than January 1st of 2022. But we kind of get in our heads that I can do a sort of a reset, right? We kind of, I, I want to forget all of the things that happened in 2021, right? Because 2022 is a new start. We, we as humans and as a culture love the idea of sort of getting a fresh start, right? And so we, we sign up for a gym membership. We open that long lost word file, you know, with our, uh, with the short story that we started, but we never finished. We sort of go back to the hobby that we sort of started. We reflect and realize that we never really started that side hustle last year like we thought we were going to. We get on the scale and we're basically the same weight <laughs> this year that we were last year. If you're me, it's like literally almost exactly the same weight this year on the first of the year as I was last year on the first of the year despite commitments and desires to lose a little bit of weight and so we make new commitments we're going to play less video games we're going to watch less movies we're going to read more books we're going to chase our dreams this year we're going to drink a few less beers this year but oftentimes despite our commitments and they go well for the first couple of weeks a lot of times it becomes very very difficult to actually live those things out or fulfill them. And you know who knows this better than anybody else? Gyms. Gyms know this better than anybody else. Let me tell you about my experience with Planet Fitness. A couple of years ago, we lived not so far from a Planet Fitness, maybe four or five years ago now. Wow, I'm getting old. Time goes fast. That reminds me to start a short story and brush off, brush it off next year, Big says. Uh, uh, so I, I live not too far from a Planet Fitness. If you don't know what Planet, it's like this, this sort of like the the Walmart of gyms, and uh, you know, and you go in. It's like costs a dollar a year or size. It's some absurdly cheap price that they get you with on January first. So I signed up for a Planet Fitness membership in January a couple of years ago, and I started going. And they, it's like a dollar a month, a dollar here a dollar a month and then in March we're going to hit you with a one time a year fee and I'm like <laughs> hit me with it it doesn't matter when you hit me with it because I'm a gym member for life right I'm a gym member for life in my mind that's where I was I'm, I'm definitely I'm going to be here every day I am committed to losing weight and so I would go a couple days a week I would get off work and I would head up to the gym and I would run on the treadmill and uh, I you know I'd get on my my gym shorts which I literally am never out of skinny jeans so gym shorts are very uncomfortable for me I get my white v-neck on you go to the gym and like you're it's like the beach right where like you're immediately aware of everybody else and they look better than you, right? That's how the that's how the experience at the gym. And it's not true, right? There's people at various stages of fitness in the gym and at the beach, but you don't see any of the people at various stages. The only people you see are peak people. The guy who's the guy who's sitting in the changing room, he's been in there for three hours just talking about how much protein he eats and just keeps shoving back protein. He's not actually there working out. He's just there eating protein for five hours, right? That's the guy that you see. And so I'm at the gym and I would run on the treadmill and I'd put my headphones in, I'd put my head down and I'd watch board game reviews, which honestly it was, it was completely enjoyable. It would have been 
more enjoyable, like if I was doing that exact same thing, but I wasn't running and I wasn't at the gym, just watching board game reviews, but I was unfortunately at the gym and running, so I would make up for it by watching board game reviews and then buying board games on Amazon shortly thereafter. But either way, I I sort of made it through. And at the beginning, I was pretty ambitious. Right? I'd go there and run. I was working my way up 20 minutes, 22 minutes on the treadmill. Right? I'd get in there and like all the treadmills would be taken by girls. And so I'd have to get on the elliptical, which is embarrassing because it's more girly. Like when all of the things that are sort of like both genders are taken and you you don't actually know. I'm terrified going to the gym, guys. I'm terrified that I will be one of those people that people take videos of that is using the weight machine wrong and they post those people on the internet because I don't know how to use the weight machines. No one's taught me, right? So I don't I don't know how to use the properly. I'm afraid I'm going to hang on them, right? Trying to do pull-ups on something I'm not supposed to do pull-ups on. So I get on the elliptical, right? And, and you know, go, go, go for a run on the elliptical or whatever. And so like all, all of that to say that eventually my passion for working out began to wane because it wasn't a rhythm. It wasn't a rhythm in my life. It was an interruption to the established rhythms that I had. It was an interruption to the established rhythms that I had. And then eventually there was this hot dog place out in front of Planet Fitness that had really good chili cheeseburgers. And I started spending more time with chili cheeseburgers than I did at the gym. I would go to the gym, be like, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just gonna get a chili cheeseburger and go home. And pretty soon, I got hit with the $30 once a year fee from Planet Fitness. And I, it was the time that I stopped going. I never went back. They, they figured me out. They knew if they hit me with it at this exact point in March, that would be the point that I would give up. I bought directly into Planet Fitness's maniacal schemes, right? They, they, they got me and they got my 30 extra dollars. My wife was furious that I had, I had gone just long enough for them to charge me, but not long enough for any results. And so that has been my experience with, with Planet Fitness and with gyms. But the reality is, is that experience was because working out hadn't been a rhythm. It was an event. And events can impact our lives, but rarely dictate our lives. Events can impact our lives, but they rarely dictate our lives, but rhythms almost always dictate our lives almost always dictate our lives. In fact, that's the question and the key question, the key statement for this series that we're gonna come to in each part of this series. What rhythms are shaping your life? I know I'm a little out of order tonight, Sheebs. I'm sorry about that. What rhythms are shaping your life? That's the question that I want us to be pondering. What are the things that are impacting and shaping your life both intentionally and unintentionally what rhythms are shaping your life and the reality is we have to have healthy rhythms in order to direct our lives in the ways that we want it to go if you want to get fit you don't show up to planet fitness twice a week for eight weeks and then start eating chili cheeseburgers it doesn't become a rhythm right? If you want to learn how to play piano, you do it by daily being in the rhythm of practicing, by warming up your hands. When I started learning p piano, which is another rhythm I didn't establish because I don't know how to play piano, um, it, you would have to do the same thing every day, right? You would learn to use your fingers in the same way, and you would run sort of the same lines over and over again to develop the rhythms and the muscle memory for your fingers to remember the keys and your spiritual life 
and my spiritual life is like that. It requires rhythms, healthy rhythms, to grow, develop, and in a healthy way, sustain our faith. Now, there are lots of different rhythms that you can have in your life that will impact your spiritual life that we're not going to talk about in this collection. Things like meditation, things like journaling, things like thankfulness and gratefulness. There's lots of healthy rhythms that you could have that we're not going to talk about. But in this collection, we are going to talk about four healthy rhythms that I believe are applicable to every follower of Jesus at every level of spiritual journey. And those four rhythms are fasting, prayer, Bible study, and community. And when you hear those, you might kind of be surprised. Like two of them you would expect, right? Prayer and Bible study, you kind of expect, right? Those are things that should be maybe part of your life or you felt guilty because you don't do them enough, right? And so you've had that experience. But fasting might seem like it's kind of for the religious elite and community doesn't seem much like a spiritual discipline or spiritual rhythm at all. But in our lives, my experience has been that people who are not committed to community oftentimes don't grow or mature spiritually. And also in my experience, that fasting, even in the earliest stages of faith, can quickly accelerate your faith, your understanding of the voice of God, and your perception of who God is. And so tonight, we're going to kick off our collection of rhythms by talking about fasting, specifically because there's a fast that's going to be starting, a 21-day fast at the beginning of the year that's going to be starting this Sunday, which you can actually join us for. And we, we talked about it in the announcements earlier tonight. And when you hear fasting, there's probably some assortment of red flags that go up for you. Something like, I can't do that. Or there's any number of different excuses, right? And to be honest, many of those excuses are valid. I have kids. I have a physical job. I have an illness or a sickness that prevents me from fasting in that way. And so I want to be really honest. Like I totally get that there are legitimate concerns and reasons not to fast, but there is no reason to completely neglect the spiritual discipline and the spiritual rhythm of fasting. And we're going to talk about it and break it down a little bit tonight. And so when I talk about fasting, I want to be clear about what I mean. Fasting is abstaining from or not eating or drinking for a period of time. Some fasts are 12 hours. Some are one meal. Some are 24 hours. Some fasts are days and days and days up to not limited 30, 20, 30, 40 days without eating. You don't want to do that without drinking water. Mind you, you do need water. And, and sometimes fasting, that's fasting could be as simple as abstaining from coffee, not having coffee or, or not having sweets, not having something that you enjoy or something that's part of your regular rhythm inside of your diet. What fasting is not, fasting is not giving up video games or giving up movies or giving up comic books or giving up social media or giving up something else that you love that isn't food. That is the spiritual practice of abstaining, which is akin to and close to fasting, but is not fasting. Fasting is directly related to giving up food or drink. And like I said, that can range everywhere from a water fast where you're not eating anything or taking in any calories, just drinking water up through uh, fasting one meal a week or, um, or, you know, like I said, giving up sugar, giving up dessert for a period of time. Fasting is 
spiritually abstaining for spiritual purposes from those things. And if you grew up in the evangelical church like I did, you likely never heard much about fasting. And there's a historical reason for that. 500 years ago during the Reformation, um, the Christians of that time sort of pushed back on the powerful overreach of the Roman Catholic Church in Europe. And when they did, they broke away from a lot of the monastic traditions and self-disciplines of Europe. They rejected the Roman Catholics' call to some of the more brutal and vicious self-disciplines. In fact, if you ever seen the movie Monty Python in the Holy Grail, there's a part in that movie where they're walking around, there's monks walking around chanting and beating themselves in the head with a board, which is it's sort of a, a, a poke at that, but the monastic tradition was very much in to sort of self-discipline and self-harm as a way to reach some sort of spiritual enlightenment. And whenever the Protestant Reformation came out of that, the Protestant and eventually the evangelical church rejected many of the more extreme spiritual practices of self-discipline like that, but they threw the baby out with the bathwater, and in many cases, they got rid of fasting as well. And fasting was a spiritual practice that wasn't just practiced by Jesus, but also his disciples and was commanded by Jesus for those who would follow him. And we're going to take a look at some of the passages about that tonight. But before we dive into that, I would love to know about what your experience with fasting has been. If you would, take a moment and drop in our chat, what is your experience with fasting? Have you ever fasted before? If you haven't, what are some of your, your sort of, uh, uh, your immediate responses to it? Like, what makes you feel a little uncomfortable? What makes you feel like it might be a little impossible for you? What in your experience makes fasting just too difficult or maybe a bit overwhelming or maybe it isn't for you? And fasting has been part of your routine and your spiritual rhythms for quite some time. What for you makes fasting seem difficult or even impossible. If you'll drop them in the chat, we're actually going to read out a handful of them here in a little bit. And uh, and Greg and my wife are going to send some of those to me from chat. So if you want to, please drop them in chat. Uh, and maybe it's just you have no experience with it. You've never heard anybody preach about it or teach about it before, and that's okay too. Tonight, as you're posting in chat, I'm going to read to you from Matthew chapter 4 and from Matthew chapter 6. The first one is a story about Jesus himself fasting, and the second one is Jesus teaching about fasting. So... Let's turn to the Bible. You can see there's a link in the chat right now that you can use to jump over to the Bible. Um, or if you don't want to use that link, this, the lyrics or the lyrics, the words will be right on the screen. I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry. Okay, let me go here to scriptures and let's read it together. It says this. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, which makes sense. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift up your uh, lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike a foot against the stone. But Jesus answered him. It is also written, do not put your Lord, the, uh, the Lord, your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in all of their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. In Matthew chapter 6, it says this, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show the others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face so that it will uh, not be obvious to others that you are fasting. 
but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what you have done in secret will reward you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 and 18. So why fast? Why participate in it at all? Why go through the sacrifice of fasting? Well, there's a couple of reasons, and then I'm going to give you a couple of benefits. We're going to go over a couple of reasons, and then I'm going to dig into a handful of the benefits that come along with fasting. The first reason is because Jesus did it. Simply because Jesus did it. Jesus fasted 40 days before he entered his public ministry. And after the 40 days of fasting, he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness outside of Galilee. I've been in that wilderness. I've seen the barrenness of that place in Israel. I don't know the exact place that Jesus' feet went, but I know the place. And when we talk about going out and fasting in a wilderness, it's not like a wilderness like I experience here in Western PA, or maybe you experience wherever you are. I don't know, but it's like a red dirt rock wilderness nothingness south of the city of jerusalem so jesus is there and he's fasting and for some reason inside the church we of christians have gotten something confused see being a christian means being a follower of jesus being an imitator of jesus doing what jesus did and somehow we have gotten bamboozled into believing that being a christian means being nice not smoking going to church on sunday morning um and uh yo you're not allowed to uh, it's it's you're anti-lgbtq as well also being a christian um means that you have to vote republican being a christian means that you have to post both horrible and simultaneously terribly cheesy things on facebook consistently and also you have to love 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 chick-fil-a and now to be fair some of those things are true and good and i will never speak badly about hot waffle fries you'll never hear me do that because i i like christian subculture tells me love chick-fil-a okay it's i literally eat no fast food but chick-fil-a so i totally get it i'm not ragging on chick-fil-a please don't throw me out of the church but what i'm saying is ultimately being a being a christian is about being a follower of jesus not subscribing to christian subculture And somehow we've got it in our heads that there's this Christian subculture that we have to subscribe to in order to call ourselves Christians. But guys, we are followers of Jesus, so we imitate and do what Jesus did. Jesus fasted, so therefore we fast. The other reason is because Jesus expected it. In fact, in this passage, Jesus in Matthew 6, he gives us some really good points and wisdom about fasting and how we should act while we're fasting. But what's more important than that is that he says, when you fast... When you fast, not if you fast, not if you would like to fast, but he says, when you fast, because there was an expectation that if you were his follower, that you would fast. So why is fasting important? Because we are imitators of Jesus and Jesus fasted and Jesus commanded and expected those who were his followers to fast. And guys, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Fasting was not something that was part of my regular spiritual routine and has really only become part of my regular routine in 2021 was the first year that I actively pursued fasting. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you can actively pursue that both in the weekly rhythms, but also in a quarterly or potentially a yearly rhythm. But what I'd like to do is talk about a few of the benefits 
of fasting. And I want to be really clear. I'm not talking about fasting for physical purposes. There are people who do intermittent fasting and different things. And oftentimes those are for health purposes. What we found is as first world humans, we just generally eat way too much food. And so eating less food is typically better for us. It tricks our body into burning fat instead of collecting it. And there's, there's good health benefits with intermittent fasting and other types of fasting. But we're talking about fasting. We're talking about fasting for spiritual purposes. So let's talk about the first type, fasting for preparation fasting for preparation. This is the first type of fasting that we're going to be talking about, this type of fasting that we see in Matthew chapter 4 when Jesus went out in the wilderness to prepare himself for his earthly ministry. Right after he had been baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, he was pulled out and sent into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights where he went without food. And it was in that place that he was prepared for what would be the next three years of his life, his earthly ministry, and eventually his death on the cross of Calvary in Golgotha in Jerusalem. There is fasting for preparation. The reality is oftentimes that God has something for us that we're just not prepared to receive. And this is oftentimes where corporate fasting comes in. And one of the reasons that we're doing a 21-day fast in many different forms here at the beginning of the new year is because we believe that God has something great in store for us at Lux in 2022. We believe that God is preparing to do something, but we want to prepare ourselves. And fasting has a way of attuning us to God's voice, allowing us to hear from him and allowing us to not miss a beat in his instruction and his direction in our lives. There's something about emptying ourselves, which we'll talk about in just a moment. There's something about emptying ourselves that allows us to receive and to hear from God in a more significant way. There's something about fasting that pumps the brakes and slows things down and says that you need to be more intentional. It signifies that you aren't infinite, but it highlights the infinite power and the potency of God. It puts ourselves in his hands. When we fast, it gives us more intentional times to remember what it is that God has done in our lives, and it gives us more intentional times to listen for his voice. So the first reason that we fast is the same reason that Jesus fasted. We fast in preparation. The second type of fasting is a fasting for guidance. This is a fasting that says, as I'm preparing for what is next, sometimes I need to know what to do. Sometimes we just don't know what to do. Have you ever been there? Have you ever, give me a five in chat, raise your hand in chat. If you've ever been there, you've just didn't know what to do. You've been at a crossroads. You didn't know what decision to make. You didn't know what house to buy. You didn't know what job to take. You didn't know what girl to date. You just didn't know what to do. Sometimes we need help. We need some guidance. We just, we're just a little lost. And fasting has a way of slowing things down, making us intentional about our thoughts, giving us room for prayer and contemplation and reflection and getting us to this place where we can hear from the voice of God that gives us guidance and direction. We see this all throughout the New Testament. Now, what's unique is you don't see a lot of experiences of Jesus fasting after he fasted initially before his ministry, but you do see his disciples fasting all the time in the book of Acts. So it's very clear that Jesus instilled in his disciples the importance of rhythmic fasting. And so the disciples fasted and prayed as they waited for the Holy Spirit before they chose a replacement for Judas. They fasted and they prayed before they chose Paul to go to the Gentiles. They fasted and they prayed. They fasted and they prayed. They fasted and they prayed. All throughout the New Testament, you see the disciples fasting and praying, and they were frequently fasting and seeking guidance. 
Throughout this last fall, I had a lot of opportunities to fast because if you guys don't know this, this last fall, we did a lot of fundraising and talking to churches and individuals, asking people to financially support Lux in 2022 until our church can financially support itself to help us out. And before a lot of those meetings, we did fasting and prayer and preparation so that we would know the right words to say that we would ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us up before we would go into our pitches or before we would go into our meetings and asking the Holy Spirit just to direct our words because we were praying and fasting for guidance. The last one is fasting for emptying. Fasting for emptying. In fact, the title of this message is The Rhythm of Empty. If I had a glass here with me tonight and that glass was full of water, it doesn't matter how much water I pour in, I can't add water to it. And the reality is many of our lives need to be emptied of something. We're in relational overload. We're trying to maintain too many relationships and we cannot take on the new relationships that God has brought into our life, the people he's called us to love, to care for, and to disciple. We have too much emotional trauma in our lives and we won't forgive and we won't move on, which is preventing us from stepping in to what God has next for us because our lives are full of anxiety and of depression. We have too much sin in our life and our life is full and crippled by the sin so we can't hear the voice of God and hear his promptings to move into what he has next for us. Our lives are so full with our obsession and our ambitions around work that we can't hear God's voice and receive his command to rest. Often our lives are just too full. We don't live simple enough in order to hear the voice of God. There's never a moment when our life isn't full of noise long enough to hear his voice, which is small and silent because we go from podcast to music, to TV, to sleep. Our lives are frequently too full and the act of fasting empties us physically, spiritually, emotionally. It reminds you that you're finite, that you're not infinite, that you're mortal, that there's things you can't do, that without nutrients, you're weak. And in that, it reminds you of the immense strength and provision of God. In every part of our weakness, he is strong. And let me just tell you, if God wants to pour something into you in 2022, he can't pour something in to someone who's already full. And fasting has a way of slowing us down and emptying us so that we can be prepared for what the Holy Spirit would pour into us. And I believe that we need a fresh filling of God's spirit this year. But many of our lives are simply too dang full to receive God's new thing. Because he's prepared something for us. I got better things than your resolutions. I got better things than you had imagined. I have stuff that you didn't anticipate, but your life is too full with whatever it is that you're filling it up with to hear my voice or to step into what I have for you. And fasting helps us start the spiritual practice of emptying so that we might be filled anew by God. We fast for preparation, we fast for guidance. And we fast for emptying. And I believe we all need that. And unlike some of the other rhythms that we're going to talk about throughout the course of this collection, um, many of them will be daily rhythms, weekly rhythms. Fasting may not be. Fasting at most might be a weekly rhythm for you. 
Maybe it's a once a quarter rhythm. Maybe it's a yearly rhythm. Maybe there's something that you do at the same time every year, the beginning of the year, you participate in this 21 day fast. Please let me, let me just say, I hear you. If you're saying, listen, Mark, I'm diabetic. Listen, Mark, I have a physical job. Listen, Mark, I have kids. Listen, Mark, I get hangry. I get it. I get it. Listen, when the Bible was written and when Jesus walked the earth, he lived in a culture that oriented itself around fasting. The Jews fasted every Sabbath. Everything shut down. We don't live in that world. If you decide to fast starting on Sunday and you decide to go for 21 days, your work isn't going to care that you're fasting. You have to get the same things done. Your kids aren't going to care that you're fasting. They're still going to need you. Your demands aren't going to change. So I realize that you need to make adjustments, but that doesn't mean that all of us don't need to start the spiritual practice of fasting. And if jumping into something for 21 days sounds like too much for you, I totally get that. Jump in for seven days. Jump in for one day a week. Choose one meal a week. Choose to skip a meal on Saturday night or on Sunday night and spend that time praying instead of eating and then join us for prayer and support. It's going to be different for each one of you. My wife is a stay-at-home mom with our two daughters. My wife can't go long without food. She's going to be doing on lunchtime each day. She's planning on doing fruits and vegetables. For me, I'm in a different stage of life in a different profession where I'm able to fast a little bit more intensely. So for me, I'm going to start on just water and I'll eventually add in juice and broth and then one meal a day. That's the plan this year. Guys, the point is not legalism. The point is opportunity. In fasting, there's opportunity for freedom. There's opportunity for guidance. There's opportunity for provision. There's opportunity for new life hidden behind the spiritual discipline and spiritual rhythm of fasting. And finding rhythms and patterns that work for you are important instead of looking at it and saying it's impossible and walking away without trying it. As Americans, we're far too, and really first world people, we're far too used to three giant meals a day. You would be amazed at how much your stomach controls you be honest with you, the first time I did an extended fast a couple of days in, I actually got mad at my stomach because I realized how much my stomach had controlled my life. And I no longer wanted to be at its beck and call. I wanted it to be clear that I was the one in control. Fasting has a way of breaking negative patterns and rhythms in your life. In this series is going to be about breaking free of negative rhythms and establishing new healthy spiritual rhythms that will promote spiritual growth and health throughout your life. And each week we're going to have a next step that's going to be very similar. This week's next step is this. I will begin 2022 by practicing the spiritual rhythm of fasting. I will begin 2022 by beginning the spiritual practice of fasting. Now, I want to tell you right now, over on YouTube, and someone's going to hit exclamation point fasting in chat, over in YouTube right now, we have a video up about fasting, and it walks through the various forms of fasting from water fast to Daniel fast to once a meal to all sorts of different things that you can pick up and fast. If you've never fasted before, would you go over tonight, watch that video, and then come back and then reconsider and pray over what God might be leading you to do in fasting. But if you want to take that challenge, I'm going to do something we haven't done and we're going to start doing here at Lux. I'm going to ask you to do something symbolic. If you want to take that challenge and take that next step with us this next week in some capacity, would you put a five in chat, raising your hand, saying, I'm taking the next step. I'm going to start 2022 in the spiritual practice and the spiritual rhythm of fasting. And as you throw a five in chat, 
I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you and I love you. I praise you for you are good and kind. And the spiritual practice of fasting is overwhelming and it can be seemingly extreme and a little bit crazy. And in some ways it is, in some ways it's so foreign to us as first world people. But you said we must fast. When you fast. And Father, I'm so thankful that in 2021, you led me personally to this spiritual rhythm that has had a deep impact on my life. That has deepened my faith and drawn me closer to you. That has provided guidance and preparation and prepared me to receive new things from you. I pray as some of us enter into a 21-day fast here this Sunday, that you would also be preparing and emptying us for what you have in our personal lives and at Lux in 2022. Pray these things in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Lux Digital Church. If Lux has been having an impact on your life, I want to encourage you to visit us at luxdigitalchurch.com and get connected to our community there. We're so thankful for you and we appreciate you. Have a blessed day and a blessed week.